Hey guys, I'm your host, Mark Lynch, and you're listening to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast, where we explore what makes for a truly unbreakable mind that will put you within reach of your biggest goals. So let's get after it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Excellence Addiction Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Mark Lynch, and I am really looking forward to today's episode. And it's because it's going to be a little different than some of the other episodes we've done in the past. Today, we are going to talk about five beliefs that are commonly held by people that actually can screw them over in the long run. And you know what? This might be something you think applies to other people, but I'm willing to bet it to some degree applies to you as well. And that's why I think that this is an incredibly important episode at this point in time, because many of the beliefs we think we hold, we we feel they're so self-evident, they're so obviously correct that they couldn't ever possibly be wrong. That's how we feel. But often, if you dig a little bit deeper, you explore it a little bit, what you often find is that even though these beliefs do serve us in some ways, there are many other ways that they can actually hurt us as well. And as you know, the tricky thing with beliefs is that we all think ours are correct. I think mine are correct. You think yours are correct. Our friends think their beliefs are correct. Whoever else thinks their beliefs are correct. And these beliefs conflict a lot of times. Sure, we might agree on some things, but there's other things we don't agree on. (laughs) But we think we're always right. When the reality is, at (laughs) the majority of the time, we will at least be somewhat partially wrong in terms of these beliefs. Yet we never think about that. We never think about when our beliefs are wrong. After all, if we didn't think our ideas were right, we wouldn't be holding on to those beliefs in the first place, right? But the reality is our beliefs are never entirely correct. So how do we step past this? Well, I think the first step here is kind of creating a new starting point, understanding that, yes, we have our beliefs, understanding that, yes, we believe that our beliefs are correct. That's why we're holding on to them. But we also need to understand that some of our beliefs are probably incorrect. Some of our beliefs probably aren't serving us the way that we are hoping they would serve us. Because those starting points lead to the next question. And that is, well, what's the best way for us to determine which beliefs are right, which beliefs are wrong, which ones are serving us, which ones aren't? And through engaging in that question, we can begin asking ourselves deeper questions about our beliefs and trying to spot the ones that are false. And over time, we can refine that system and create something that allows us to hold closer to the beliefs that truly are correct and let go of the ones that aren't. And that's exactly what I'm going to be trying to do with today's episode. I'm going to be trying to get you to begin questioning some of your most basic beliefs and assumption. And then ideally, you'll end up questioning these beliefs yourself and maybe other beliefs as well so that you can identify for yourself which ones make the most sense which ones are actually serving you positively in your life so let's get right into belief number one and this belief is one i see in a lot of people it's 
I don't know where it comes from. Maybe we don't want to admit we don't know something. Maybe we don't want to admit we don't know what the right thing to do is. But it's the belief that we've got it all figured out. You know what? On the surface, if you look at that for what it is, just a statement like that, it might seem like an empowering belief, actually. Because if we think we've got everything figured out, we tell ourselves we've got everything figured out, it would make sense that we believe we know what we're doing, that we it's going to lead to confidence in what we're doing. And if we have more confidence, maybe we'll do whatever it is that we're doing a little bit better. But this is just another kind of classic self-help, believe in yourself, you know, fluffy positivity phrase that gets tossed around all the time. But it really doesn't actually mean a whole lot when you think about it. Just think about all the people who tell you that they do have it all figured out. There are tons of people in our lives that we could point out right now, I guarantee, that try to claim that they've got everything all figured out when we know that they might be idiots. They might have nothing figured out. They might not have anything about their life put together at this point. But they will claim till the cows come home that they've got it all figured out. So that confidence, that false confidence here, is not helping them. And I think that this this little thought experiment right there brings to light a really important point. And that is that false confidence, when put in poor situations, can actually be a huge problem for us. And you know what? This has actually been proven in studies. Like Research has shown that when we are overly confident, when we have really incredibly strong convictions in what it is that we're doing, sometimes we go on to justify some of our own bullshit. We'll make up excuses for why we're doing what we're doing. You'll end up being, for example, less open to constructive feedback from other people because we think we know what is best. We think we know everything about what it is that we're doing and there's no reason to accept feedback from anyone else. And I don't think I need to explain to you how you're gonna miss out on a lot of good a lot of good ideas, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good opportunities for improvement from other people if you act this way. And I guess the point that we're trying to make here is that when we act like we've got everything together, like we know everything, it it really brings to light that there is a fine line between ego and knowing what we're doing. Like, sure, you can know what you're doing and be confident in your skills. But if you think you know everything, you might have an ego problem. (laughs) And the antidote to ego is actually quite simple. The solution is quite simple, probably simpler than you think. And it's simply accepting the fact that we might not know what we're doing. There's, There's a saying that actually goes, the difference between an expert... And an amateur is that an expert simply knows what they do not know. And I think that's really enlightening right here because it's the expert's ability to identify the things they don't know and understand that they don't know these things that actually positions them to learn in the first place. Whereas the amateur doesn't know what they don't know, so they don't know what they need to learn in order to improve. It sounds so straightforward when you say it like that, but... It is not something that comes easy to a lot of people. Okay, now let's jump into belief number two that commonly screws people over. And this is one I guarantee 90% of you have said in your own life. And that's that life's not fair. 
or life wasn't meant to be fair. Life is never going to be fair. And this might be a slightly confusing one because you know what? In many ways, this idea is ingrained into us from birth. You know what? We hear it from our parents when we don't get things that we want as a child. They'll say things like, you know what? You're not getting it. Life's not fair. And as we grow up, we realize, you know what? In many ways, they were right. Life isn't fair. But the more that we choose to focus on the innate unfairness that is associated with living here on earth, the more we are going to let that belief hold us back. The more we are going to let it screw us over, the more we're going to end up letting it screw us over down the line. And the solution here isn't necessarily to change the belief because I think there are always going to be some, at least some degree of unfairness in life. Like who's to say I've suffered more than you or you've suffered more than me? Who's to say I've benefited more than you or you've benefited more than me? Nobody can make those judgments. So to say that everyone should have all the same benefits and all the same suffering and all the same harm, that doesn't make sense because the world wouldn't exist that way. So to say that the world should be fair would lead to the argument that it just can't exist that way. If everyone was getting the exact same thing, it wouldn't make sense. Especially when one considers that what is suffering for me might not equate to what is suffering for you. And what's suffering for you might not be what's suffering for me. We're all different people. So to say we get should get the exact same things in itself would be unfair. Because what's a benefit to me might not be a benefit to you. What's suffering for you might not be suffering for me. That might be difficult to wrap your head around at first, but... It's just the fact that we are all unique that matters here. So life is going to be different and treat each of us differently because we are innately unique. And that's something we need to let go of, that life is unfair, that life is out to get us because it's not out to get us. There are just some things in life that we'll never be able to control. And that being said, there are lots of things in life we can control as well. So my advice here is, we need to begin focusing our energy and our time on the things that we can control. And you know what? Let go of the rest. There is no time to waste our energy on things we can't control. So who cares if life is unfair? Focus on what you can control. Okay, moving right along to belief number three that can screw us over. And that is the idea, the belief that other things outside of us externally will make us happy. And I'm sure a lot of us have said these things like, if I can just have whatever, then I'll be happy. And it often stems from our goals. And look, goals are great. I'm a huge supporter of goals. Like I've got an Instagram page called the excellence addiction that is around centered around achieving your goals. And I talk to people about this daily. I think everybody should have some goals in life. I think that goes without saying because I think we'd kind of wander around life passively without those types of goals. But defining ourselves by our goals or defining our happiness by our goals presents a certain danger. And one of those dangers is that we can actually end up identifying too strongly with them. So... For example, goals are meant to be a means to an end. They're supposed to be something we do to achieve a certain outcome that will then make us happy. 
But sometimes we become so committed, so tied to the goal that the goal in and of itself becomes that end. So for example, let's think of a kid who's trying to get into med school. The kid just works and works and works so hard because they think if they can just get into med school and become a doctor, then they'll be happy. But there, there's issues when we kind of tie ourselves to our goals like that because it presents two real risks that happen all the time to people. And that's one, that we fall short of that goal and now we don't know what to do with ourselves so we're miserable and depressed and feel like shit. Or two, we actually achieve the goal. We've done all this work and we finally got there. But then we realize that the goal really didn't make us feel all that different than we thought it was going to make us. It didn't have the impact we thought it was going to have on our life. So in the first one where we fall short, we feel miserable, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes we'll feel like a failure. We'll actually feel more hopeless as a result of that goal because we didn't achieve it because we tied our self-esteem and our happiness to the goal rather than the process. Sometimes <laughs> we become so obsessed with our goals, we might even sacrifice other parts of our life that are probably good for us. Things like social activity, things like certain relationships that were important moving forward. We make sacrifices that we don't need to make when we tie ourselves too closely to our goals. And I myself am guilty of this as well. And in the other one where we actually achieve our goals and we're too invested in them, but we feel empty afterwards after achieving it. Yeah, there's that high point. We've just climbed a mountain. Like, yes, we finally got there. We achieved that goal. But then we're left asking ourselves, wait, I don't feel any different. Okay, if that didn't bring me happiness, what what's going to bring me happiness? And it kind of leads us to the next thing. Uh, like a moment where we're going, oh shit, what do I do now? We're asking ourselves this and then we just move on to another goal. And they're like, oh, okay, then that's going to make us happy. See how it's kind of dangerous to tie yourself to your goals like this, to say things like, if I could just have that, then I'll be happy. When you tie happiness to the outcome of a certain goal, that's dangerous because goals are just meant to provide us with direction. They're not meant to be what bring us happiness. Sure, accomplishing something can make you feel confident. It can make you feel good, but it should not be the only thing that makes you feel confident. It should not be the only thing that makes you feel good. It's something to work towards, something to improve yourself through. But don't tie yourself to the outcome because that can destroy you down the line. Okay, now false belief number four that screws us over. And this one again is so incredibly common. And it's that belief that the more we have, the better. I know we all think like that. I know a lot of us think that way. A lot of us kind of fall into that pitfall of materialism, of consumerism, of trying to get more, 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 because we think it's going to make us happy. And I've talked on the channel a lot of times about how I feel that chasing money is an empty goal about material wealth as being an empty goal. I've, I've made these points to you all before. Because I think that the more we want the the more we're actually exposing ourselves to dangers. And that's because more is just not always better. That's the simple truth. More is not always better. And you know what, even when we think we've rejected some type of consumerism, like materialism, like we don't need that big house anymore, we don't need those fancy cars, we don't need that massive property, whatever it might be, 
when we reject one type of materialism or consumerism, often what we go and do is we go and replace it with another type. Like think about it. Think about all the people who are chasing endless travel now. And whether we are chasing material wealth such as houses or money or we're chasing a wealth of experiences and things like traveling or trying to adventure to different areas, we're almost always doing it because we're trying to fill some type of void in our life. Yet there is great research that shows that the more options we actually have, the more we consume and provide ourselves with these options, the more miserable we actually become. Think about that. You are paying more money to have all these options when you actually end up becoming more miserable as a result of having them. And likewise, chasing endless experiences, going from adventure to adventure to adventure, often leaves people scattered, feeling lost, wandering, not feeling like they've committed to anything in their life. Like it's not the person who doesn't have a lot but the person who actually craves endless experience or endless items that is poor because they've put themselves in a state where they always need to seek something else in order to be happy. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that travel's bad. I'm not saying that exploring new things or making new relationships or even buying a new thing here and there is bad. That's not what I'm saying at all because those things lead us to being cultured. They lead to us learning. But at the same time, if you're doing them constantly, there will at some point be a diminishing return when you adopt that more, more, more mentality. It's going to hurt you down the line. And the solution for this one is the more you can actually simplify your life and try to be comfortable with what you have, that's going to lead you to a happier life. Feeling like you can cut out that craving to chase that next item, to chase that next cell phone, to chase that next car, to chase that next house or whatever it might be. If you can feel like you can enjoy those things without craving them, without needing them, and kind of put a cut and end that vicious, addictive cycle of consumption and materialism, then you're going to put yourself in a much better position because then you're going to be able to pick a handful of activities of people of experiences that you can truly commit to and be passionate about and that will bring you happiness okay and now the fifth and final belief that well screws us down the line and that is the belief that if something isn't benefiting us in some way then we shouldn't waste our time on it this is something that I've seen a lot of because I am someone who I would consider to be in the self-improvement area. Talking to you guys about this stuff every single week and on Instagram almost every single day. But we've got to be careful that we don't let that self-improvement become an addiction. This is something that I kind of struggled with for some time because I found it was a real problem for me to that I was trying to prevent myself from getting hooked on that feeling of progress, that sense that I always, always needed to be accomplishing something because I was spending so much time kind of messing around with my schedule, trying to maximize my routine, seeking endless opportunities for growth, like such as new productivity tax. Oh my God, I don't know how many times I looked up the morning routine of millionaires just to realize that there's no such thing as an effect 
one size fits all morning routine. But lots of us get drawn into this trap of self improvement of endless self improvement, just to try to give ourselves an edge over other people. And that type of self obsession Yes, it might help us become more productive because that's something I certainly noticed. I became more productive for that time. But you know, it also absolutely kind of trashes our emotional life as we fixate more on ourselves and our relationships with other people. And there are many downsides to becoming addicted to these self-help topics. It can lead to things like us, well, I just said, becoming self-obsessed, self-absorbed. We might end up objectifying our life until the point where we kind of strip away anything that really was bringing us happiness simply because we thought it was unproductive. Things like the arts I find people are commonly stripping away. Something for me, I used to love just paint by numbers. I used to love doing that stuff, but I kind of stripped it away because I was like, you know what, that's not really productive. I could be going to learn something. I could be doing something. Like, no, that's not a way to think. It's bringing me happiness. I should allow myself to engage in that at at least sometimes, right? Or eventually, and this is something I experienced as well, was you felt trapped or you end up feeling trapped by the goals you've created. You feel as though there's nothing else you have time for. Like I scheduled myself so fully every single day that all I had time for was one, the podcast, one, creating Instagram posts, next thing was on to creating blog posts, setting up the website, whatever it was. These things drag on and on and on because all we schedule in our time are things that progress us towards our goals. We don't give ourselves any downtime and that can make your life really, really unbearable at times. And I think that is one of the real dangers here of becoming addicted to self-improvement because I find at least that the most memorable experiences we have in life are typically things that aren't on our to-do list, aren't things that we've scheduled in. They're things that we enjoy doing even if they have no value. Things sometimes like, like meeting with your family, that doesn't necessarily progress you towards any goal. But Setting around, sitting around with your family at the holidays might be some of the best memories you have. You shouldn't strip away experiences with friends, families, or social activities that you enjoy doing, or even personal things you enjoy doing by yourself, simply because they don't progress you towards any particular goal. Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and say, let's ignore self-improvement because that's what I'm all about. I love it. I love that stuff. And I, I'm glad that you guys enjoy it as well. But I'm also going to sit here and say, let's not let ourselves become addicted. Because sometimes the best things we can really do for ourselves are those things that really don't take us anywhere. We allow ourselves to take a break, relax, because what that does is it gives you a chance to pursue other things in life, explore other areas of yourself, or even just give your mind a break from working constantly in order to energize so it can come back at full thrive later on. And there you have it. Those are five common beliefs that many people have and hold to this very day that sabotage you down the line. And you might not even be noticing it. They might be doing it subtly in the background of your life. But these beliefs, if you hold on to them too tightly or in the wrong way, as we've kind of discussed throughout this episode, they are going to hurt you. So what is the main message that I want you to walk away from today? It's that, yes, our beliefs are important. They help us make sense of the world around us. But 
they also are incomplete in some ways. And without being able to kind of question our own beliefs or be skeptical about our own beliefs, at least some ways, we're going to fall for our own bullshit. And there's a skill that's involved in questioning and kind of updating and evolving our beliefs as we grow as people. And as the world grows around us, it's a skill you got to develop and we've got to get good at it. Otherwise, we're going to end up with beliefs that don't serve us very well down the line and will inevitably end up being flawed if we can't do this. And that's simply because we can never be completely right about everything in our lives. There's nobody in the history of the world that's ever done that and nobody who ever will. So don't try to be that person who thinks that they're right about everything. There's always room to grow and always room to update our beliefs. That is always going to be a fundamental reality no matter what point we are at in life. Therefore, it's not necessarily about getting our beliefs right straight out the bat every single time it's about learning the process that works for you that allows you to update your beliefs that allows you to grow as a person that allows you to grow within your life in relation to the world around you because yes our beliefs give us that kind of guide for how we can work and function in the world around us and If we keep running into the same problems over and over and over again, whether that's in our personal life and our relationships, maybe we keep ending up with the same type of people and it keeps kind of ending in the same ways, or maybe we keep falling into the same mistakes, like maybe spending too much money, we're always late on our bills, whatever, whatever it might be. If we keep running into these same problems, maybe it's time for us to look at our beliefs around those issues. Because chances are they need some updating. Chances are we've got some incorrect beliefs that aren't serving us anymore. And that is why we keep running into the same problems. That's what I want you to think about. Where are you running into the same problems over and over and over again in your life? Because if you can figure that out, where those problems are, you can then begin examining your beliefs in that area and figure out which ones need updating. And then you can probably move on to find a solution that is effective for you. All right, everyone, that is it for today's episode. If you got any value, take a quick second to leave a rating and review of the podcast because that is how the show grows. That means more to me than anything else you could possibly do. And for those of you who do go do it, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And until next week, everyone, stay excellent.